Welcome to Box Talk, a podcast for affiliates and coaches, powered by Box Pro Magazine. Hi, guys, and welcome to this episode of Box Talk. I'm your host, Heather. I'm an editor of Box Pro Magazine, and I have here Craig. Craig from Diablo. Craig, what is up? How's it going? It's going great, Heather. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on today. It's kind of nice. Yeah. You, you, I, I can see you. Um, it sounds like uh, though you're not going to show the video portion. It looks like you're bundled up. Are you out in the cold weather? Um, it is so cold here in Louisville, Kentucky, where we're based. It is like eight degrees today. And so you're in the vortex. I'm in the vortex. I can't complain. I'm from originally farther up north in Michigan, and my parents are, are uh, having like negative 20 degree weather up there. So... Yeah could be worse right but you're you're in sunny california and it's probably yeah. beautiful yeah well it was it was a little cool this morning so i had to wear two t-shirts whatever instead of just, instead of just that's just me i literally have a like a, a head warmer on and a scarf and like i'm in the warmest room in our office so yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh it's awful out there yeah it's bad are you a cold weather guy or have you been in california no i'm not like? i used to be but not anymore as i get older i find i'm less tolerant yeah, you know, I would think of my parents as they get older, but I, they just like the cold more and more. And then now they have a hot tub up there. So whenever it's really cold, they just go in the hot tub. They're crazy. So, <laughs> but speaking That's of awesome. yeah, but speaking of cold weather, that means we are in the time of year, the winter, and the open. The open is coming. And that is what we're talking about today, guys. Uh, I, I got Craig on here. Um, he's He's been around for just, you know, just maybe a a decade or so in CrossFit, and uh, and then you've been through every open, and so um, just kind of want to start talking off, Craig. You know, how have you guys celebrated the open at Diablo? Um, what what did it look like in the beginning, and and how has it kind of evolved? Yeah, 12, 12 plus years is an affiliate for us, and we've been doing the open ever since they launched the first open, which I think was uh, two thousand. I want to say two thousand and ten was the first actual open. Um, 2010 or 2000, I think it was 2010. Um, and, uh, for us, it is a big deal. Competition is in, uh, is, is, is in our heritage. Um, we've always been part of it simply because it was there and it was something for us to do. But as a result of that experience, um, and our athletes having the time, um, in competition, we became particularly good at it. We have athletes that, uh, that make it a career and we've, uh, we've always had teams and, and uh, individuals at uh, the regionals and at the games, multiple teams, the regionals, uh, teams to the games. And so that's fun. It, so it's an important part of who we are. So we celebrate the Open. Um, and for us, it's uh, you know, we treat it as a competition. Um, that's important to us. Um, and we use it as a benchmark for our general population um, to, do, to measure their fitness once a year. Um, so it, it's an opportunity for us as a gym to check in on our members and see how they're doing for them to check in on themselves and a chance for our competitors to demonstrate what they're capable of um, at the at the highest end of the spectrum. Yeah, no, for sure. So have you done anything special, you know, when it, when it first started? I mean, was it just like, hey, we're going to just do these workouts? And then because I know it's evolved into a little bit more than that now, just like last year, you guys did the intramural open. So I was just kind of curious, like, as a gym, what, what do you plan for it? What had you planned for it in the past versus what you plan for it now? Yeah, so we've always had a day where 
we where we came together as a community and tried uh, as much as possible to get as many people doing the workout at the same time. The, the idea was twofold: one, to get people excited about competing, and to, and to kind of create a stage for people to perform. That's a unique experience in and of itself for a lot of people. Uh, but it also gave our top athletes a. Uh, essentially the motivation of the crowd around them to help push them to new levels. So since the Open started, we always came together on that day. We treated it as an opportunity, as an affiliate, as an opportunity to bring our community together. Our community together for, well, at first it was four weeks, now it's five weeks. Um, for five weeks for, you know, in the, uh, you know, at the end of the winter. Um, and, it, and it works great for us. And, um, in the beginning, it was just coming together, and we'd we'd set up heats, and we'd bring people in, and everybody would do it on their own. Um, last year, we decided to step it up within our community, and based upon um, a, a, a tip from uh, uh, Two Brain Business, the guys there, Chris Cooper, um, we decided to give the Intramural Open a shot to get our community even more involved, and we awarded. Um, what was nice about that is it took away the pressure to perform on the workout itself um, and focused more on uh, attendance, participation, community spirit, judging, um, judge certification. Um, all of those things uh, were points that teams could accumulate in order to uh, do better during the Open. And so it, it was it was. A, a really nice distraction, to be honest with you. And I had actually competitors come up to me and tell me that it was they enjoyed it because the focus was not necessarily on them as a competitor and their performance. It was more on um, everybody participating and doing the workout. Um, we had, uh, by giving our members, uh, our teams points for judging the workouts, um, we had a an abundance of judges. We literally had people coming in judging workouts nonstop during you know week to week to week, and, and that's usually been a problem is finding certified judges to make sure that everybody can get judged uh, during a workout. And and by building it into the intramural system, the intramural system that the the guys at Two Brain Business developed, it worked out awesome for us. It was uh, that was a nice thing. Wow. Yeah. And I remember talking to you guys earlier in, 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 in this year or this past year, actually, in 2019, we're in 2019 now. Um, but and you had said that this open was like one of the most uh, participated in opens that you all have had at Diablo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we've had. Uh, um, yes, it was um, for us in terms of a number of people that finished the workouts, uh, all all five workouts. It was the best we've ever done had uh, um, between our San Jose location and Pleasant Hill location almost uh, almost 200 people doing the open and uh, and and all passionately involved it I'll tell you the only difficulty Heather that we had was I made myself the sole scorekeeper on it I'm not thinking that it wouldn't be that big a deal <laughs> but Lord Almighty, keeping track of the of the who did it, who turned in the results, uh, who judged, all of that stuff. It became a spreadsheet. Uh, it became a spreadsheet nightmare by about the third or fourth week. Um, but we got sorted through it, and uh, it made it fun. And I learned a lot for for the open this year, or should I say, the opens this year. Yeah, I yeah. Let's we'll talk about that too. I mean, oh my gosh! But I have to say, I've actually done that for the gym I go to. 
I did, I've done right. the scorekeeping one year for the open and I was like, I don't ever want to do this again. This is crazy. <laughs> so yeah, I would get emails from people. Hey, I would get emails from people. Hey, I judged, uh, you know, Linda in the morning and you, you know, I, that didn't get counted in my score. You know, I'd get, you know, Hey, I did the workout, you know, but so on, but the other team, they did the workout twice two workouts is not supposed to count. I mean, it was, you know, yeah. but it, again, yes. it was, what was really cool um, about that, um, those types of emails and those types of responses is that people cared. And they cared about the participation end of it. And that, to me, was really neat. It was, uh, it was a level of participation that we haven't had in, in a few years. You know, in our heyday when we had a lot of competitors and um, the universe was smaller and it was, it was a little easier for us as an affiliate to compete – um, it was easy to kind of get people rallied around it. Now that there's, you know, 14,000 affiliates or 15,000 affiliates and so many damn good teams and damn good competitors, um, we're, we're, you know, it's a, it's a bigger, uh, uh pond to, to fish in. And so it's a little harder for us. And as a result, it's hard to, it's harder to keep the community as engaged, um, when it's, uh, when it's so competitive and so big and the results of the competitors are so much better than, um, than the average CrossFitter, um, the 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 average uh, the average individual is just almost feels uh, disenfranchised, if you will. And so the intramural open brought them back in and got them interested in it. They we had to do the opener to be on a team and score a point for your team. You had to have passed the judges certification. Oh. So you had almost you know 180 people or something. Some of people take the judges certification and a lot of people in the beginning when we did it people were somewhat upset about it there were a few people that were somewhat upset about it but everybody took it was like okay i learned so much and uh and it improved standards within you know, movement standards within our gym as a whole just not you know at the, during the open but in general people get get and understand why do you need to go all the way down on a wall ball you know why do you need to have your elbows forward on a front rack you know why do you you know need to you know make sure that you know, your heels don't come above the rings on a muscle up. All of those things, people, a lot of people weren't aware of. They just uh, accepted the, uh, they, they, you know, they would question it and wonder why they got no rep. And taking the judges course was huge. It was, that was a really cool thing. Hmm. Do you think that's improved the quality of movement in classes, regular classes as well? Yeah, no question. Wow. Um, I think, uh, standards are, are certainly much higher in this gym as a result. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the like I said before the, the this we treat this as a competition we we do not program the open workouts in classes and uh, as some gyms do and that's their choice for us we see it as this is a com- competition event is a, a for a sport that that was created uh, by CrossFit uh, and we kind of we hold it separate from classes and we want people to feel the significance of it as a competition so which is why we in, in the past we've done Saturday main events. Um, this year we're going to do Friday night lights event where we'll bring people in and we want them to do it outside of class. And we're recommending that, you know, if you're participating in the open, we don't want you to do class the day before. We want you to rest up the day before and, and come in and hit the open workout with everything you got. Mm, yeah, no, that makes sense. So will you do like, what, what kind of time frame are you looking at on, on Friday nights? Like from like four to seven or something? Yeah. So what we do is, uh, what we'll do is, uh, we'll probably go, um, five to five to eight and kind of, we can get it all, we get it all done in about three to three hours. The first two weeks, cause the participation is, is always a little bit higher at the actual event itself. 
Um, it'll probably be like three and a half hours. And then uh, depending upon how long Castro makes those workouts. Um, True. But uh, yeah, about three and a half hours to okay. get it all done. So we'll probably go. We'll probably go for I could see us going like five to nine and nine will be all wrapped up and done. Okay. Yeah, I know that makes sense. Interesting. So, oh, I think that's cool. There's there's something about that Friday Night Lights. And I, I've been to several gyms while that's been going on. And there's just something in the atmosphere. You know, people are just excited. And and yeah. it's it's tangible, I guess. Yeah. It is. Uh, the, the community is what um, keeps people coming back. And when you get an opportunity to hang out with um, all of your friends that you do CrossFit with, um, talking about something that, you know, you all have in common and, um, feeling the same stresses together, the stress of, uh, the, the, the anxiety of having to compete, um, the, the feeling of exhilaration after competing, um, being in the workout together with these people, you're sharing a, 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 an amazing life experience for a lot of people that, you know, people will never forget and they get to do it every weekend. And it's, and it is really powerful. Our Saturday main events were fun. I'm looking forward to Friday night lights because people tend to be a little bit more relaxed at the end of the day rather than in the beginning of the day. Huh. Yeah, that's a good point too. So, and, and correct, I should back up a little bit because I, I know a lot of people probably have heard of the intramural open. I know um, that it's been kind of around for a while, but can you just, uh, just paint the picture of the structure of it even, how it's structured, you know, with the different teams and such? Sure. So last year, what we did, uh, we uh, we did a lottery drawing, some uh, four teams. So we choose the four captains and the four captains that we chose were um, our four competition athletes um, because we wanted to put them on separate teams. Um, and we did uh, we did give points for performance um, for the top open athletes, for the top um, age group masters athletes and for the top um scaled athletes so there were multiple scoring opportunities for performance and then we also gave judging points and we gave points for attendance and we gave points for um for um uh most passion or or most spirit of the game spirit of the open award um and those were all fun awards to give and they're really easy to do too it was really easy to pick out who was the who's the most who was celebrating the most and the most passionate about it for the week but that said, um, so those four, those four captains, then we took the rest of the competition team athletes uh, that we had at Diablo at the time, and we essentially divided them amongst the equally amongst the four teams. From there, <coughs> we had a pool of all of our members that had signed up for the open, put them on literally on pieces of paper, and we just drew names out of the hat and assigned them to each team. So it was very random. And it turned out it worked out very worked out very well. Once we got that set, that was in uh, right about the first week of February. We're about to um, kick off the second season here next week. That was the first week of February. Then what we let them do is we let the team captains and the teammates then recruit other athletes to their team. And that's where it got a little out of hand. Yes, <laughs> I've I've done that at my gym as well, and it always gets out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, that if I had to attribute one thing to the, the awesome participation we had in the Open last year, it was entirely due to the efforts of those teams aggressively recruiting to put people on their teams. And so that was a really fun process to kind of watch. 
and uh, and watch the and watch the team captains and uh, the the uh, the team captains fight over uh, who was on whose team. You know, I'd, I'd publish the list of names on teams as I thought they were, and then I'd get you know I'd get three or four emails or in, you know direct messages saying, "Hey, that person, no, they committed to our team first. They're not on that team." And so we had had to go back and forth. There were there were people that felt uncomfortable about it. Hey, listen, I did commit to this person, but I really want to be on this team. It was. It was all in good taste. It was all a hell of a lot of fun. And by the time the Open got started, it was everybody was pretty ramped up. So that part of the process was really fun. Other affiliates will do a uh, will do a draft um, where they you know they go captain to captain and then they choose the people that they want um, based on like you know like a football draft. And uh, we will do that, but we're not going to do that until the second Open this year. Okay. So are you going to do the lottery again for this first one? Now for the first, well, no, we're not, and uh, and I haven't even announced this to our community yet. I'll tell you first. Ooh, and if they still I'm to excited. No, yes. they probably they'll, they'll, they won't see it. This will be this will come out right before the open, so they'll know before okay, then. Okay, good. So this year, what we're going to do, and we we my wife dug into a, a couple of Facebook groups, uh, owners groups, and she's in one that's a women's CrossFit affiliate owners group, and they and someone had announced that they were going to do it based split the gym into two teams the masters versus millennials oh and so we thought about it you know we have two opens doing two full-blown intramural opens um would be demanding upon our staff and demanding i think on our community as well it's hard to maintain that spirit and that energy level um last year was an epic year for us and it would be really hard to match what we did last year so um rather than jumping trying to replicate that um, we decided to split the gym in two, and we're gonna. And I ran the numbers, already got the members, and we're gonna do millennials versus masters. It will be an intramural open, and there'll be two teams, and they're gonna be automatically assigned by age. Mm-hmm. And we'll have the same type of criteria to be on participation, it'll be on judging, it'll be on spirit, and all of those things. But I think it'll be a lot of fun to divide our gym. We're dividing our gym. Our masters are gonna be 40 plus, and millennials will be under 40. So that we're looking forward to that. I think that's going to be a lot of fun having two teams. And what we will do is use that as a prelude to the second open of the year where we will, again, go back to the teams and then have them um, essentially draft. And they can draft based upon what they saw in the open earlier this year in the Millennials versus Masters. That's cool. That's a really good idea. So you're, you're allowing them to almost build upon one another. So That's right. Yep. Oh, so this is we're cool. calling we're calling this this is like the NFL combine where they're essentially getting to try out for their future team. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I know. So, what was your community's reaction when when that announcement was made, was made that there were going to be two opens? Um, the I think there was. It wasn't exciting um, when when that announcement was made. I think it was a little bit. Um, as a matter of fact, there's a little bit of disappointment. Um, and the reason is because it's the open is such has been such an an awesome annual event that changing it in any way was going to be uh, was going to be hard news for people to take. Um, people and, and the other thing is, is that it's something that you build up to, right? So if you run uh, uh, the the San Francisco Marathon every year and that's your thing, and then the San Francisco America Marathon announces, hey, you know what? We're going to do two San Francisco marathons this year. I think the people that traditionally run and have it in their, you know, have it in their calendar and that's their thing they train for and they look at one event that to build that anxiety, having two of them would be like, oh man, do I do both? 
marathons or do I stay with mine? And what about all the people that were doing it with me? And what are they going to do? And so I think those same same uh, feelings came out in our community. It's just it's which one do I train for? Um, it's hard to get excited for two. I like this as an annual event. Um, so it's going to be up to the affiliates to really turn this into something meaningful and keep that energy going. There's going to be, I feel like, um, I support the idea of the moving of the open from February to October, to be honest with you. I, I, I like that idea a lot. I, I disliked when the open was. Mm. Uh, so I like having it at the end of the year just as a business owner and as a, you know someone that's been in the fitness world for a long time. And I've actually heard that from other people too. Yeah. They're like, ooh, October, that's going to be really good. Yeah, it's a good, it's a better time of year. Look, right now in, in February, the one thing we battle during the open, and I know athletes battle, is sickness. It's the, it's the, that's the, that's the hardest thing ever. And then there's kids spring breaks. There's always something in terms of this calendar schedule, but, but that February, that February, March is, has always been a very difficult time. And, and more, more, most importantly, it's just, it's, it's fighting off the illnesses and this, and the colds and people usually aren't in peak peak per uh, peak shape in the in the at the end of the winter that's a that's when they're starting to get into shape so i love the october time frame um and this year's going to be a transition year and it's going to be up to the affiliate owners i think to keep the energy high from now until october i think october 2020 is going to be awesome yeah that'll be that's going to be a really good year for the open yeah. we'll have a have gone a full year um, and uh, I think people will really appreciate um, when we do it in the fall. So Yeah, and I think you're right about this being a tr transition year. And so do you maybe have any initial thoughts or advice that you give to affiliates in terms of keeping the energy high? Like th this might be a hard year. It might be a hard year to keep the energy high through October. But have you, have you thought about anything that you guys are doing, you know, the back-to-back -back intramural opens is a good idea. But anything else that you could offer as advice? Yeah. Uh, well, um, I, th I think it's really important. Um, I've, we found, um, the, the intramural open for us, uh, reinvigorated this gym and I, I, I can't say enough about how cool it was to get that going. Some gyms are very good at creating that energy without having to do it under, under the guise or structure of an intramural open. And that's great. They've got ways of doing it. Um, for us, we found that that structure and that team format helped energize our community and get them focused on something other than just performance. That is going to be, no matter what you do, you need to do something. Um, showing, I think as, a, as an affiliate owner too, is showing disdain or um, voicing negative opinions about the Open um, or the direction of the CrossFit Games will uh, – will undermine the brand of CrossFit and uh, I think your own affiliate. Um, I can't go out to my community and say, you know what, we're not doing the intramural open this year because you know there's two opens, we're going to do one later next year, but this year we're just going to get together. That will kill the buzz. The community looks to me and my head coach and our general manager and my wife Yvonne is the people that get them to get them, we're the cheerleaders and we need, we always need to be doing a little bit of cheerleading with our community, even when we don't fully believe in what we're doing. And that's that, that getting back to, um, well, that's, that's that whole principle of faking it until you make it. And I think with the open, 
Um, it's hard. It's hard work. It's it's demanding on your affiliate. It sometimes takes away from classes. There's a few members that feel excluded or left out during the open. Um, but I think it is really it's really important that we get passionate about it. And if an intramural open is that thing that helps create that passion, that's awesome. If you got some other way to do it, you know, like for us, it's intramural open, but it's going to be millennials versus masters. That gets me excited and will make it fun for the community. That'll keep them in. Heather, it's, it's, this is an important point. There are few, fewer and fewer things that separate um, Diablo CrossFit or any CrossFit affiliate from all of the other competitors that are out there doing similar things, whether it's a Barry's Boot Camp, an Orange Theory, Soul Cycle, or anyone else. There, there, there's less and less things that are separating us as a business, as an entity, as a fitness business from that, from them. One of those key important things is CrossFit is a sport and we have the open and we have the CrossFit games. And that is a distinguishing characteristic that nobody else has. And the reason why we have and the reason why it works is because CrossFit is measurable and repeatable. And if we undermine or we give up on that one thing that made us unique, that CrossFit games, the ability to compete in fitness, I think we undermine our business. I think we just become like every other functional fitness gym or every other uh, um, pop-up uh, fitness studio that's trying to entertain clients while they get them fit. We're different than that. Um, it's measurable, repeatable. We teach form over um, form uh, form over over intensity, and and because you can measure and repeat this um, um, easily, it's it, it becomes a a viable sport and a cool competition that that demonstrates the capacity of human beings. That is a unique characteristic. Open's super important to that. Yeah, that was, Craig, that was awesome. We should take that snippet <laughs> and put it somewhere. No, that was really good. No, I, I think that's an excellent point, I do. And I mean, I can feel your passion with that and, and I hope our listeners take that and are like, oh, he makes some good points. Yeah. Um, and I do want to ask because, like, yes, like making sure the affiliate is, you know, engaged and involved and passionate about this is key. And so is with the members and your coaches. And I know, you know, five weeks is a long time. And you said, you know, participation is high those first couple weeks. And then it's like, oh, things happen and people get busy. So do you have maybe any advice when it comes to keeping members and your coaches engaged and, and passionate throughout the whole open and helping them not fall off and continue to come and participate and be involved. Yeah, the communication is key. Um, one of the biggest challenges we find is uh, in this day and age of uh, multiple media outlets is how to communicate effectively with our customers. We can send them emails, we can write on a whiteboard in the front of the gym, and we can uh, send them direct messages through our app, and we can post stuff on SugarWad that they see, and they'll still not see the message. <laughs> there's very there true. so much content and so many messages coming from so many directions, they miss it. Um, so in order to effectively keep them engaged, you have to use all of those outlets. But I think the biggest outlet is our coaches. Is in other words, get our coaches to buy in and tell the story. They they get they capture our clients' attention. You know, one one time, one uh, at least one day a week, most often three days a week, um, where they can talk to them about what's happening and what's going on in the open. And so those folks are your um, need to be your. Um, your pastors that are out there in the, you know, amongst the flock telling the story and, uh, and keeping them engaged. And the second thing is social media. 
I think social media is becoming, I, you know, a lot of people already know this, I'm 56 years old, so it took me a little longer to figure it out. Um, but the social media, the, the Instagram stories and the Facebook stories, those things uh, telling the story of what's happening during the open will help keep people engaged. You know, we, we do as much as possible to try and create that FOMO, the fear of missing out. And we can do that through um, through social media, through the Instagram and the Facebook. And that needs to be entirely focused. I think for five weeks, it needs to be heavily focused in the direction of, of the open. At the end of it, great. Move on. Move on to you know what's most important to your community, health and fitness and all of the things that drive your community. But during the open, I think it's really important to keep keep that. You got to keep your foot on the gas. If you take your foot off the gas, they won't they won't come. They'll back off. Yeah. So you're saying posting things like recaps of the workout or encouraging members to get into Friday night lights or stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. We And yeah, so here's one of the things we would do during, the, and that was one, one nice thing about the intramural open is it created a lot of content for us. So the, the intramural open would happen within, um, within two days I would have, you know, the first day. So if we did it on, we would do it on Saturday. So on Sunday, um, we would uh, we post like snippets, congratulations, individual successes on Sunday. So you you know congratulations, so and so got her first toes to bar, so and so you know killed the workout. You know Alessandra Pacelli, you know here's where she's placed in the world. All of that stuff would be on a Sunday. Um, on Monday we would put out, we'd publish the results of the teams. Like, here's the results, your scores of the teams. And then on on uh, Tuesday we would publish. Here is um, the winners. We do winner categories. Here's the winners for each of the categories. Our number one master, our number one open athlete. You know, congratulations to. And then on the and so so each of the performance, um, individual performances within the within the intramural open would be Tuesday. Then on Wednesday we would announce the spirit of the the open for that week, and then on Thursday would be the announcement of the next workout. So you, awesome. the, the intramural open gave kind of a, a, a lot of good content that kept people engaged and they were anticipating um, what those things were going to be. And they love seeing their names um, when, when they did well. Mm, yeah. And do, do you think you're going to use that same kind of format? Yeah, absolutely. Just kind of just pr- progress right down. So you give them something, okay, every Monday I know I'm going to see, you know, who judged the, who judged the most workouts <laughs> and I'm going to maybe see my name. I'm going to see the list of, uh, you know, you know, I, you know, I might've killed in the master's category. So I might see my name or I might've won the scaled workout division. Um, and then on, uh, you know, on, on Tuesday or Wednesday, the spirit of the open award and, and it's fun. Yeah. That we will absolutely follow that protocol. Yeah. I think that's awesome. It's a good, it's good to go in with a plan and to, and to be posting continuously and being like, guys, this is yeah. happening. Be excited. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's, it's fun to be able to do. Yeah, no, for sure. And and Craig, I did want to ask too, just because, I mean, yes, you, you've been around for over 10 years and uh, you've done all the opens. Um, and I'm just kind of curious if you have advice um, as one maybe tip as an athlete, one maybe tip as a coach, and one tip as a business owner when it comes to the open. Sure. Um, as a... Um, as an athlete, um, I would say that, uh, the, the best piece of advice, advice I give right now is find that one goat that you know is going to show up in the open that has troubled you the last two to three years and you still have three weeks. And if you gave that goat 
two to three days a week of 15 minutes of work, chances are, whether it's toes to bar, double unders, um, over, you know, overhead squat, um, as a snatch or whatever that goat is, if you gave it two to three weeks of work right now or two to three days a week for the next three weeks um, of work, you will probably have much greater success. As an athlete right now, you have time to do that and to improve yourself. And you will and you will be grateful you did. And, you know, for, for the more advanced athletes, maybe it's handstand walks, right, or muscle-ups. Hire a coach, have them do a clinic, work on it from now aggressively from out of the open. Even if you don't get it before the open, you might surprise yourself in the open when everyone's gathered around shouting at you. Yeah. As a coach, as a coach, um, I would say you aren't going to get uh, to my athletes. You aren't going to get much fitter or much stronger between now and the in the games and the open. It's you're you've you've pretty much reached your peak physical performance um, as an athlete right now. The next three weeks aren't going to make or break you. So therefore, what should you do? You should make sure you're getting enough sleep. You should make sure that you're eating right. You should make sure that you're reducing stresses in your life so that you don't get sick. So you want to stay healthy, be rested, so that when the open comes, you can do your absolute best. Too many athletes, I see this a lot, start to ramp up their training these next three weeks in anticipation of or thinking that I'm going to make myself more fit by the uh, by the time the open comes and what they end up doing is increasing cortisol levels they're not recovering well the inflammation's higher and then they get into the open and they're disappointed um i think now until then is is stick with your steady routine of training train to that 90 percent. don't train to 100 percent. stay healthy get sleep eat well um as a business owner um i would say embrace the open um, with everything you got um, get your coaches Rally your coaches around uh, the open. Be the one, be the passionate voice for the open that your coaches and your community are looking for. This is the one thing that separates you from all of the other gyms around uh, around you. And you can leverage this opportunity to, to bring more people in. People, your members, when they have success in the open, they tell other people. Um, they tell other people they're doing it. Other people ask about it. Um, other people want to know what they're doing, and when they when they PR or they get a first muscle up or first toe to bar or first double under, that's all over social media, and all of their friends want 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 some of that. You can't. It, the best way to grow your business is with people just like the ones you have now, and uh, there's the, the open represents a huge opportunity to bring those people in just because you've created an awesome experience for your existing customer base. Yeah. Ooh, I feel like that's a gold nugget right there. And everybody needs to take it and run with it. <laughs> okay. No yeah. Problem. No, Craig, that's awesome. Awesome. That's so cool. So, I mean, as we wrap up, well, we can go ahead and wrap up the show. I mean, any any predictions so far for the Open? Um, it's going to be interesting. Um, there will be a number of athletes that have to perform well um, in uh, in order to make it to the Games. Um, so the, in terms of the prediction for the workouts, um, because the open can qualify athletes directly for the games, I think we can expect that we will see some heavier weights and more complex gymnastics earlier on. Um, they will be built into the workouts. I, 
Dave Castro has been brilliant at programming the open. Um, he does a very good job of making it inclusive and challenging. He has a bigger job this year because he has to think whoever comes out of this open needs to be the, one of the fittest athletes in the world because they have the potential to qualify if they're the fittest in their country or they're in the top 20, they have the potential to qualify for the games. So I need to make sure that they can perform at the games. And the way to do that is increase the weight of the barbells, increase the complexity of the gymnastics. I hope that he does not forsake the um, accessibility to all athletes. In other words, that first two workout or the beginning of every workout needs to be doable by a large amount of people. Otherwise, people get discouraged. Um, so I like to see inviting workouts, yet at the same time, I like them to, see, to be challenging, and they're going to need to be more challenging. So bottom line, what can you expect? I think heavier loads, more complex gymnastics at some point in time, probably beginning with the second and third workouts. Um, and in terms of athletes, I couldn't tell you who's going to do well this year. <laughs> I can tell you Sam Briggs is an amazing athlete. Oh, my gosh. Uh, she's done yeah. incredible so far. Yeah, and I and I tell you, I, f I feel, because we have Alessandra Pacelli here who trains full-time, and um, I feel for these athletes. It's very difficult for them to figure out the path to the games that they normally, you know, have kind of been able to chart. Um, they're having to figure out which competitions to go to, and, and then if they don't win that competition, how the hell are they going to get there? Um, so that's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to see. I had one uh, thought today that, you know, uh, Sam Briggs won in Australia. She also won in Dubai. The win in Dubai qualifies her for the games. If um, if she does the open and qualifies in the open, then uh, Jamie Green, who is second in Dubai, gets to go to the games. Um, and and I thought today, well, then why would Sam Briggs want to do the? <laughs> why would she want to do the open, right? And so just so she can have Jamie Green compete against her at the games. <laughs> That's very Mac. That's very Machiavellian. <laughs> but it's but a it's good point, be, right? It's going to be interesting. Like, like if I do really well at the Open and I qualify the Open, I just give, I just created a new competitor for me at the games. So those things hopefully will get worked out over the next uh, over the next year, and I think they will. That, but it will make for interesting gossip on uh, social media. Yes, um, it will. That that said, I think Sam Briggs is going to do the Open and she's going to try and win it. Because she's that's who she is, and she's going to give. And, and Jamie Green can rest easy. I think she's going to be going to the games because Sam Briggs is going to is going to kill it in the open. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what these athletes do. They love to compete. Right. They are competitors, and they're not going to be yeah. like, I'm going to play this safe or I'm going to play this game. And they're like, No, uh -huh. I just want to compete. <laughs> they just love to compete, and they don't necessarily want to compete or beat anybody, um, which is really, again, uniquely CrossFit. Yeah. They want to do well. I, I think TV would love it if there was more animosity and more shit talking amongst amongst the athletes, um, and bad mouthing. But there's not. We it's 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 in our blood, man. We everybody loves everybody in CrossFit, yeah. and that's a cool thing. And so uh, yeah, they we compete just because we want to see how well we can do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. It's 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 incredibly unique, as you were saying earlier, yeah. and it makes CrossFit stand out. So, oh, yeah. Absolutely. yeah, for sure. But Craig, hey, thank you so much for being on the show today yes. and just like talking yeah. sport and open and this exciting time of year. So it was yeah. just great kind of picking your brain and hearing what you guys are doing at Diablo. And I know the audience yeah. will just probably eat this up and, and hopefully it gets everyone pumped yes. for our double open year. Cool. Heather, Heather, I appreciate what you guys do at BoxPro, and I appreciate uh, having me on. And that wraps it up for this episode of Box Talk. 
If you liked what you heard, or you have an idea of what you'd like to hear, let me know by emailing heather at peakmedia.com, peak spelled P-E-A-K-E. As always, thanks for dropping in.